Savannah is a town with no shortage of theaters, from modern multiplexes to historic showplaces like the Lucas. The one gap in the local facility lineup is an art house cinema. And do Savannah editor Zach Dennis recently explored why Savannah is missing out on one of these hubs for arts and culture and what can be done to attract one. Zach is our guest for the Tuesday episode of the Commute Podcast. From savannahnow.com, this is the Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. I'm Adam Van Bremer, opinion editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Today, we discuss the need and potential for a regional art house theater in our fair city with Zach Dennis, who edits the new Savannah Entertainment section and is the Savannah Morning News' expert on the arts and culture scene. First, before we talk to Zach, though, we got to pay the bills, and our podcast success is due in part to the support of the Commute's presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Let's face it, when it comes to the office environment, we've all been treading water since the COVID-19 outbreak. That makes right now the perfect time to freshen up your space, and the folks at National Office Systems are Savannah's experts in office design and outfitting. They work with top quality suppliers such as Dirt Modular Interiors, and Herman Miller Office Furniture to create great workspaces. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's natoffsys, N-A-T-O-F-F-S-Y-S.com. Check it out. You'll be happy you did. Now, here's my discussion with Do Savannah's Zach Dennis. Tuesday Commute Podcast by Zach Dennis, who is the editor of Do Savannah, which is our weekly entertainment roundup, and he also puts together our arts and culture section, and in last Sunday's arts and culture section, so Sunday, March the 28th, 27th, March the 27th, and in last, late last week on SavannahNow.com, we put up a package of stories that looked at... The idea of a regional art house cinema in Savannah, which we are, for all of the theaters and everything else we have in town, we don't have one of those, which it seems to me that would be kind of a pretty big gap, I think, which is probably what inspired you to run it down, Zach. When you started thinking about this, what was the impetus for this idea and and what kind of led you to to go about it the way you did? Um, Really, I've been thinking about it since I moved here five years ago. I, there, when I went to school uh, in Knoxville, they have an art house theater there. Um, the place I was at in Florida before I came here has an art house theater. And so I came to Savannah. It has, you know, all of these cultural things, uh, festivals, visual arts, all of this stuff, um, but no art house theater. And so it's been something that's been on my mind since I moved here. Um, I just decided to kind of write about it now because the Oscars were coming up. And right. It's just something that... Um, we've been having a lot of discussions between myself and a lot of the people who contribute with the arts and culture section and do about uh, Savannah as an arts destination and what it would take, what it, what it just what it takes to be an arts destination. And I think, at least in my opinion, you have to have something like this because uh, it's it, it just really adds and, and it's something that was accentuated from the people I talked to as well as the case studies I did in the follow-up story but it just enriches the city culturally it adds so much um it just offers a lot more opportunities to do stuff it really becomes like this community space that people can be creative create things do uh 
do things that enrich the city's arts community. Um, and so it just makes plain sense that Savannah would have something like this. Differentiate for us in our house theater from... We have Lucas, the trustees, we're getting ready to do a repertory theater downtown, we got the Cultural Arts Center. Define for us, differentiate for us what an Art House Theater is. Yeah, so an Art House Theater is, is specifically independent in movies that are not, you know, it's not Spider-Man. You know, you have the theaters in Pooler, you have the theaters on the south side that show Marvel movies, uh, you know, the, whatever is the biggest mainstream movie, which those are fine, you got to have those as well. Um, but this is kind of a designated space to show you those, um, it does independent movies, it does smaller movies, it does student films, it does uh, uh, repertory things, you know, it brings back movies, um, it does foreign films, you know, it, it just kind of shows the whole other side of the gambit from, you know, Spider-Man, Jaws, stuff like that, and you bring back and you can kind of, it also has this kind of curatorial element, people like, you know, having, when you have an art house theater, you can do special weekends where you go through a theme or a series on, on older films, and that also kind of helps it as well, and so it's just that other side of the gambit for, for folks who are interested in movies. Mm-hmm. Given the fact we have SCAD here, given the fact that we have a, a lot of cinephiles, mm-hmm. is it how surprising is it that there isn't one in town, and what do you think has kind of held us back? Um, the easy answer on why why we don't have one that everybody told me was money. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just somebody you got to have somebody who will invest in it. Um, what was you know you have SCAD. I talked to Christina Ruthier who runs the uh, film festival here. She she is the head honcho for Lucas and the trustees, and it makes sense. To be honest, it, you know it does make sense why SCAD doesn't have one. But Lucas um, is. It, it can do a lot of different things. I mean, we're talking now, it's hosting Savannah Music Festival events. And so you couldn't have 24-7, you know, movies playing there because they do performances, they shows. do stage shows, you know. Yeah, they do a lot of different things. So that makes sense. The trustees is the same way. They do a lot of productions and uh, things for their, their students there. And so it makes sense, you know, after talking with them, why they don't have that, why they don't have something like that there. Um... But really, it comes down to money. The issues that were laid out to me from people I talked to was, one, you would want it somewhere close to downtown. You would want to be in that vicinity so that people could walk, tourists could go to it, things like that. And as um, one of my sources, Jim Reed, uh, pointed out was, I mean, you have to have a building that fits a theater size. And because Savannah, you know, Unfortunately, because of our historic downtown, we don't have a lot of those types of buildings that would function for that. Um, A lot of other cities, they have that ability because they have a lot of warehouse spaces, they have a lot of old factories, things like that, so they can kind of repurpose that into a a movie theater. And Savannah just doesn't have that. And so as as we got farther along in, in real estate being bought up downtown, there just wasn't locations that were viable for movie theaters. Um... His now his he makes the point that he doesn't think that people would probably might go east or west in in you know of downtown. I kind of disagree with that. I think you could find places on the east side or even on the west side as we build out this canal district where you could find locations for that. Right. Um, but that's mainly it's it's finding that investment, finding that right type of building because you you have to think about 
the size of the screen, other amenities, you know, you want to have beer and wine, you want to have concessions, you want to have things like that. Um, and you probably want to have, at least from talking to these other theater owners, you want to have more than one screen. So okay. the, the, the woman who runs the theater in Athens, the Cine, she, they have two screens there. And she says, honestly, a optimal amount would be three because then you could show two movies and have one screen to be doing other, you know, whatever you, whatever else you want to do. And so that's the other thing is it's just, it's, it's the buildings that we have are, that are available and it's money. And right. so. Those are pretty much what's holding us back. Yeah, because as you're talking, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, we have some old churches here that aren't used as churches anymore. That would, mm -hmm. that would make sense. Um, we've got, uh, I, I know a year or two ago we did something on the, I don't know if it was a church or what it that was there on Broad Street that, that uh, on East Broad Street to East to East. There was the old East Side Theater. Um, that's a whole, I've had people, because I wrote that story as well, and I've had people mentioning that, and I'm like, as the person who talked to the woman who currently owns that, you're not going to, it's just one of those, you're not going to, she's not budging on it's that. Just, she made that very clear. Survival, yeah. Exactly. And so the, the thing that's interesting from talking to these other theater owners as well is I think the other thing you can think about is less as just... Both, of, both theater owners told me, don't think of it as strictly an art house movie theater. You need to think of it as a community space. Okay. Both of them said that they still show movies all the time, but they also do live music performances, poetry readings. They rent out if you know a business wants to do like a day-long seminar and have kind of a place to like show a PowerPoint or do something like that. Mm -hmm. You can do that there as well. Um, and so to, that's kind of the, you know, one of the pieces I did was more of a solutions, like here's how we can make that happen. And that was the big point I made is let's make this so that you can cultivate a lot of different things. Movies can be one of the chief things that you have there. Mm -hmm. But I think, honestly, it would be incredibly beneficial to Savannah to have some place where you could do a little bit of everything because we have so many organizations in town from Deep Center to... Um, you know, just even even bigger ones like the music festival and things like that, where you can utilize these spaces for a, a bunch of different things. And so, start you know, yeah, it could start out as an art house movie theater, but it could also be a space to have musicians, have you know, poetry, have different mm -hmm. things for uh, you know people doing creative things in Savannah. You also had a column by Thomas Warchall, who's done some programming for Cinema Savannah. Mm -hmm. He's brought some movies to the Cultural Arts Center, so he probably has his finger on what the appetite is for this kind of thing in town what, what did he share and, and how viable i guess would probably be the best way to to look at how this whole idea would be um, it, the viability it depends on who you ask um there was a lot of concern from people i talked to about younger generations showing up but then there was people i talked to who were like there's no you know there's no reason to worry about that um you know, Tomas, uh, I go to his screenings, he usually, there's about 200 seats yeah, no, in the Cultural Arts Center, which is a wonderful theater to watch movies in. Um, and he usually gets about 100 plus each for each screening. He, he's, I mean, he talks about it uh, in the story, but he's been doing this for a long, for a while. He has a email, you know, blast list of, of over 700, I think 700 people that he sends out to. So, I mean, you know, people are, are, are interested. Um, Christina Ruthier with SCAD says they average between 300 and 500 for their art house movie series. They did a couple of weeks back. They showed three Oscar nominated films. Um, 
over a weekend at the Locust, and she's like, we have, we average about 300 to 500 each of those screens. So I think the appetite's there. I think people underestimate. Um, a lot of people want to say that, you know, SCAD students and the younger generations don't want to show up. I, I tend to disagree with that. I think depending on what you program, they will show up, and depending on what you have there to offer as, like, an experience, um, you can get them to come out there, but I, I mean, I think people will show up because as somebody who's been going to Tomasa screenings for ever since I've moved here, and Jim Reed screenings at the psych, uh, the his Psychotronic Society screenings at the Sinchin Bean, that people will show up, you know. You are listening to the Commute Podcast interview with Zach Dennis. We'll talk more about our house theaters in a moment. In the meantime, I want to take this opportunity to encourage you to support local community journalism by subscribing to savannahnow.com, the online home of the Savannah Morning News. That's where you can read these Our House Theater pieces Zach is referencing, as long as news about everything else going on in Savannah, from sports to city council to whatever. We cover it all. Anyway, right now, $1 a month gets you all access for the next six months. $6 for six months. Pretty good deal. Go to savannahnow.com slash subscribe now to sign up. Again, that's savannahnow.com slash subscribe now. You can sign right up. Now back to the discussion with Zach Dennis. So you mentioned that you talked to the, the person at the Cine and, and the Cine, and she wants more screens. Park Plaza and Hilton Head, uh, obviously closer to us, a little bit different market. But what do they have going on over there, and, and what could we kind of pull from their experience for what we could do here? Yeah, and it was I was really happy with the two case studies I had because the the Park Plaza and Hilton Head is they're they're for profit. They just operate like a normal movie theater, and it's a uh, husband and wife. Uh, he's like in construction, so he was really good at being able to build out all of this type of stuff. And she has more of the business mind when it comes to movie, you know, bringing people to a movie theater. And she, uh, she talked a lot about just emphasizing that experience. They have beer and wine and food, and not just like concession food, like popcorn, but like pizza and, and meals and things like that. They went and got high-end chairs because they, you know, they want people to be comfortable there. Um, the thing that she described was, you know, she's like, when we start, when we open, people would go see a movie and then walk, you know, be talking about the movie as they walked out and then talk about it in the lobby and then walk outside, continue talking about it, then walk to their car and continue talking about it. So her thing was like, how can we keep them there to talk about stuff um, and kind of build this space for them to, to st stick around? And so that's how they kind of have, they've built the lobby area to be like a, a hangout spot. So when you watch the movie, you can come and sit down. Um, but that's just it's it's for profit, so the the tickets are a little bit more expensive than the one you would get go and get in Athens. That, right. And that's what's really nice. I, I personally, out of the two, really am interested in the nonprofit model because she says she was like we are able to supplement a lot of the costs and such with grants. So rather than worrying about because we don't have to get in the semantics of. Uh, you know, tickets with distributors and things like that. But a lot of the ticket money goes to the distributors, the people right. who are, you know, sending the movies. So 
theaters are really focused. That's why the food is so expensive because right. they're focused on that's, that's where they're going to make the profit. Twelve dollar bucket of popcorn, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so at the scene, they're, it's they're able to supplement that so they can have dollar popcorn. They can have five dollar tickets. It's much more accessible. It's much more affordable um, because they have that nonprofit backing. They have a, a organization there in Athens that focuses on that kind of stuff. And so. Um, I like that one because she has a, she's like, we have beer and wine and all this stuff. They've opened up a drive-in movie theaters during the summer. They, they started it during COVID, but during the summer you can go and see a drive-in movie. Um, they have an art gallery there that focuses on local art, you know, artists. They've, they've been doing live poetry readings with UGA students. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very all, it, it's just kind of, this is, the way she described it is this is just a space for people to go and be creative and enjoy themselves and feel safe, um, which I think, again, I don't see why that would not work here. Right. right. Your, your main piece focused on solutions mm. and, and four ways to do it. Can you give us maybe one or one or two? I don't want to. I want people to go and read the story, so don't give mm. don't give away everything. But if you can give one or two, and then well, do you see a, a way forward with this, or is this just kind of a, a little bit of a uh, intellectual exercise? I think there's a, there's definitely a way forward because as I've been describing, I think if you think of it less as as an art house movie theater and more as a community meeting space, I think we need these types of uh, of uh, spots. Especially, I and again, I would in, I made this point in the solutions piece. I would argue that we should focus on bringing it to the east side or the west side rather than downtown because. So having a cultural thing like that would be incredibly beneficial to both of those communities. Um, you look at really what those bring economically. I mean, those are tourism drivers. Those are economic growers. And, you know, I think that on that side of things, it would it would benefit Savannah in that way. Um, I think if you looked at it, you know, depending on what was offered there, I mean, I think that that would it wouldn't completely eradicate crime, but it would really help. You know, crime in the East Side neighborhoods where you have a place where people can go and be creative and you know listen to music or watch movies or do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it would if you kind of created a community space similar to that that could be anchored by movies, but also have all of these other different creative paths that people could do. You could really make an impact in those neighborhoods and really draw people outside of the normal pathways of Savannah. You know, the Broughton Streets, the Starland right. districts, right. things like that. And the city's invested in Waters Avenue corridor, mm-hmm. and of course the Canal District. So there's mm-hmm. some rel- relatively obvious places. Um, yeah. Starland, I think everything's kind of getting gobbled up down there, but that's another one that that has a little bit of a uh, a little bit of momentum. Uh, yeah, the Victory North and some other things going on down there. So certainly there's some there's some opportunities around town. Yeah, I mean I think the Canal District is a is a perfect opportunity. You have places around there. Um, but yeah, I think Waters Avenue is an opportunity zone. So if if somebody was savvy, if you could grab a space there, you could tap into all of the different benefits that that opportunity zone has on on Waters Avenue and really revitalize that to you know. That area that honestly the city hasn't done anything with. They've identified it as an opportunity zone, but haven't done anything with it. So you could really, that person could be that kind of anchor to really jumpstart that stuff on Waters Avenue. And I think people would benefit from it. Yeah, and I think there's some empty, there's plenty of, of roomy empty or semi empty places, both yeah. uh, in Waters Avenue and the Canal District, certainly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, no, I think, I, think, I think there's definitely opportunity. It's just, it's, it's, it seems to just be 
find again that locate finding that proper building and, and getting that funding but um i hope that the article kind of shows that you can there's two different pathways to be able to do that absolutely so if you heard this you're interested make sure you go to savannahnow.com and look it up you can go to the is it on the lifestyle tab under the entertainment uh, it's under entertainment entertainment tab at savannahnow.com and you'll see it just or just click on that little uh, magnifying glass and putting our house I'm sure everything would come up yeah. Zach good, great work as always thanks for taking the time to speak with me today and I look forward to sometime in the future sitting down in our house with a dollar buck and a popcorn and watching a film with you in the meantime definitely uh, keep an eye on what Tomas is doing over at the Cultural mm -hmm. Arts Center and uh, like I said SCAD does a good job of bringing those movies as well so if you're if you're hankering for some some non- multiplex movies uh definitely support the groups that are doing stuff now cinema savannah was thought it was tomas's group right so you can look that up on the yeah 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 um and he usually does it twice a month at the cultural arts center great great well thanks again zach and uh, always good to talk to you yeah that's all for the tuesday commute podcast thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor national office systems before i sign off for the day Remember that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Check out the Commute archives by searching The Commute with that Savannah opinion to hear those. Coming up this Thursday, Georgia Senator Lester Jackson joins the podcast. Jackson is set to leave the Senate with the session's close next week. Let's schedule for next week. We'll cross our fingers. Anyway, when Sine Die hits and the session closes, Jackson will leave, ending nearly three decades of service for him at the Georgia Capitol. We'll talk to you on Thursday.